on this episode of the iPhoneography Podcast. It isn't Festivus, but we have area grievances when it comes to rants about various parts of iPhone reviewers, about apps that went subscription on us, how people don't understand what's really going on. But don't worry, we still have our photos of the week to bring us back to Central. It's Monday, September 26th, and welcome to the iPhoneography Podcast. I'm Greg McMillan, and I'm joined by my wonderful, esteemed co-host, Mr. Dave Podner. Hello, Dave. Oh, hey, hello, Greg. Oh, making me feel all special and such. Oh, yeah. Well, you are. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just plain yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> we got a... I, I think I have a feeling this show is going to be full of rant tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're going to talk about a few different things here. Uh, let's start with um, with your rant, and you have a rant about Polar. That's that's your favorite editing app. It is. It's the it was my my go to my fallback. Um, the first thing I went to whenever I wanted to do something. And I just this past week opened it up. Now, I shall say this. I love the dehaze and the clarity settings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very similar to what Adobe has in mm-hmm. um, Lightroom, where dehaze does what it does. It's the, basically, it, I think it has like four or five things kind of as a combo where it literally looks like you're just taking the haze off and making a clearer, sharper, more crisper, higher contrast image. Mm-hmm. And I noticed I opened up Polar and there was a blue dot over the edit feature. So I went there and a blue dot over the detail. I'm like, okay, I have a bad feeling about this. And I, did I, I did the adjustment. I hit the little checkbox that said, oh, if you want the advanced features, please subscribe. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, it, and I don't remember seeing, of course, they wouldn't give an, uh, I didn't remember seeing anywhere that was, hey, we're making some exciting changes coming up. I don't know what that is, but. So there's a polar light. And a Polar Studio as the two premium. So the light has access premium filters and save unlimited filters. That's $199 a month. Or the Studio, which also gives you advanced editing tools. Um, so that's what I would use. I would use the editing tools. That's $399 a month. Hmm. So that's if you do it and they they don't have a um you know buy a year and get savings they have only the per month ones so that's four dollars a month that's almost fifty dollars a year and i have no problem if some because they did have a subscription before and they said here's your free stuff here's the paid stuff Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, the paid stuff it would be nice, so you know, extra layers and, do, but you know what? I'm happy with the free, you know. But they instead of saying, hey, by the way, we have these new tiers, and we're going to give you all this wonderful extra, 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 extra stuff, but we're keeping what you got if you were free. This is what no, it's okay. We're taking away some stuff you got for free, and making you pay for stuff now. So. Really? I've uh, just because, like I said, literally the very first one, the very first things I go to into a photo is 
I hit the dehaze. I hit the clarity. I like how it does night. And then I make the light and the color adjustments for most of the time. So it's like, um, okay. I, and I like polar because it was an extension inside of photos. You didn't have to open up, um, open it up and save a copy. It was right there. Plus they had a nice face feature. I don't know. I didn't even look at that where you take a picture of your face. Let's say you want to smooth your skin a little bit, or you were the light made you look a little red or your coloration was off in your face. You can make adjustments to your face in terms of the smoothness, in terms of this, in terms of coloration, you know, make minor tweaks, if you will. Nothing yeah. you could do. You, you could do major like change your eye shape or your size, your mouth shape or frown or smile. But it, we used it pretty much as like, oh, just smooth out a little bit, do this, do this. So it's like, okay, um, I guess I won't be using that. So I've started to today for the photos I selected because um, I two two photos from my uh, three pack later on today um, I took today. So I edited them in Lightroom Mobile because they have some a good amount of free features, which I understand. I'm everyone who's paying for Lightroom and Adobe. Thank you. You're subsidizing my free my cheapness yeah. <laughs> uh, by subscribing. But they have some stuff for free if you just create an account, which is at no cost. So I've started to use that. And, you know, I, I like it. Um, I like their auto better in Polar. You know, like Adobe's. Uh, auto seems to work pretty good, mm -hmm. um, but it's the fact that this is the second editing program that has made substantial changes. The first one was um, Enlight when they went completely from a paid model to a subscription to change the app completely, where yeah. before it was a photo editing, now it's a creative creation tool app where they even came out with a whole nother app and they renamed the company. So I had, I stopped using that Matt Hoffman. Um, when we were on tiny shutter, he mentioned polar. I, that's why I started to pick on that and use it. And now it's going to Adobe Lightroom. And if that goes away or if they make changes, even I don't see them doing it. But if they make changes, I'll go to the next one, I guess. You know, yeah. um, <clears throat> I've but, just been looking at, at Polar while you've been talking yeah. about it. And um, I was grandfathered in to everything because I paid for you actually you know, purchased whatever it, it was. Past, yeah. And I, I couldn't find, like, I, I was looking at some of the settings and that they had these little purple uh, little icons on there, meaning mm -hmm. in order to use them, you had to upgrade. But I finally found where I can restore my purchases, and now I'm good again. I've got uh, I've got everything back. So all the overlays and all that stuff. Um, I think the you know the masking tools, the effects, all that stuff. Yeah, it's all back now. Mm -hmm. So if 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 you had everything before then you'll get everything again you might have to just go in and find out how to restore the purchases but yeah um but you know uh visco did the same thing um mm. they had a lot of really good features that were included in the free version all of a sudden they switched them to subscription 
Um, it was either earlier this year or sometime last year. And, you know, <clears throat> I get it. I get why these companies are doing this because, you know, they got to have a, a revenue stream because, so, you know, they, they got to buy their shoes and, and keep the lights on and stuff. And, but, um, it's, uh, it's kind of maddening when you're so used to something and then now you have to figure out how to, you know, learn a whole new program. Yeah. I mean, I, I imagine, and even though, I mean, Snapseed always, there is a backup backup, mm-hmm. uh, but there are certain things that I like doing certain things, which Snapseed just doesn't do like the individual color adjustments. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that blue doesn't look quite right, but I don't want to mess up the rest of the color. I can go into this was same with Polar. And this is one of the advanced features. Um, the, the individual color adjustments where you're like, yeah, let's make this color here, change a tint of this blue or this green, and let's change how bright it is or change how light or dark it is. That's all gone. Yeah. Or at least it's gone for the free version. If you want it, you gotta pay for it four dollars a month. No, which dark dark room has a feature like that um i don't know like i've I've got okay for dark room i've got most of the stuff because of what i paid for before but there are some things that since they went to a subscription i don't have um i don't think it's really too much that i i wouldn't use anyway mm-hmm. but it, it does have that nice feature where if you want to just adjust certain you know certain colors and the nice thing about Darkroom is it shows you, uh, I think there's six or seven or eight different color um, palettes or whatever. And it'll show you with a with a kind of a sort of histogramish kind of thing, which colors are being used and how much they're being used. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so if you have a, a like a picture of a sunset, mm-hmm. you know, the orange might have, a, a you know, might spike up in the in the in the graph a little bit so you could say okay there's a lot of orange in that type of thing so it, it it's good that way and and i you know what i would miss that if i didn't have access to it so um if that's something that you're missing now in polar i can feel your pain there yeah yeah so luckily like i said i i'm switching over to lightroom mobile the one thing i don't like about it is when you do edits and save the photo, it saves it as a new photo. Oh, yeah. So I'm, you know, I, I'm basically I'm going to have duplicate photos where I have to delete the original unless I want to double my storage space. Right. Yeah. Which I don't like. Yeah. But I know that's how. Um, it's I, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. Like I said, I understand they got to make money and they got to do what they need to do, but it's just a, a little irritating when, like I said, if they would say, this is what we offered you, we're going to offer new things for for this money, but to take away things they used to offer, that just... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of don't agree with that because, um, yeah. you know... They're just messing up your jive, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <clears throat> yeah. It's 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 annoying, and it, and unfortunately, there's more and more um, developers doing that with their apps. 
Oh yeah. And, well, like I said, know, I understand why because you got to yeah. make money, and no one's buying apps anymore, or no one likes to buy a three dollar, five dollar app. So they everyone had to go to subscriptions, which I understand, you know. Yeah. But like I said, it's it's more of the matter of the taking away and taking away so much. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it was. <laughs> And the yeah. apps like this, there's such a saturated market, um, you know, where people have their preferences and that's the one they stay with and they're not mm-hmm. buying other apps. And, and you know, these these developers, um, they just got to find a way to survive. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, and I'll uh, say, well, let me let me tie this into something. One of your rants from later mm-hmm. on. If you're a pro photographer, and I mean pro as in this is something we talked about, not the Apple way of saying pro as in I'm a pro user because I use advanced features, but pro as in professional, you know, yeah. I make use a living, yeah. make a living like I use my camera here as an influencer or to take photos. And like I said, I know people who do make their living off of, you know putting stuff on Instagram and they need the camera. And if you're doing that, then $4 a month, that's a business expense. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, so that makes sense. But if you're talking about the advanced amateurs, you know, or advanced users who like to tinker and do the little extra, I'm sorry, I'm not going to pay $4 a month for something. I'm not going to make any money off of. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, if I'm doing it just for funsies, that's, you know, that's cutting into other things. So, yeah. Yeah. And and these phones are so bloody expensive to buy, right? Uh, I mean, it takes two years to pay one off for Pete's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for me, I kind of did my paying in advance. I kept throwing money into a bank account. Right. So that when this one came due, bang, okay, I had the money. And, but I mean, I was paying that money every month, you know, basically to put it away in order to get it just because I, I didn't want to get it from the carrier or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I feel your pain when it comes to um, losing some features in your favorite app like that. Uh, It's, it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes. And especially when we understand why they're doing it. I mean, it just makes you want to pull your hair mm-hmm. out. Uh, so my rant has to do with what these uh, YouTubers and people are saying about the iPhone 14 Pro camera system. Um, one of the things that set me off was there's a YouTuber named Tony War- Northrop. And I, I probably shouldn't even say his name, but I'm going to anyway, because I'm going to call him out on this. <clears throat> and I called him out uh, in a comment on the video that he put out where he was saying that the uh, 48 megapixel sensor, I mean, in his mind, he thinks the thing is binned all the time. I don't think he realizes that you can get a full 48 megapixel image from that camera. And because in his video, he said, when you go to the 2X, which takes a chunk of 12 megapixels out of the center of the sensor, 
he thinks it's binned, so you only get into three megapixel picture. Like, come on, this this guy yeah. should know better than that. And you know, he said in his video he was going to do some testing and blah blah blah. And I've yet to see another video where he's done this testing. Um, I I didn't get a response from him from like the comment I made because the the comment I made I put on there before he even got my phone. And I told him what I thought that the 48 megapixel sensor was going to be like. And, um, you know, I basically said, I'll be, I'll, I'll be testing it when I get my phone. And if, if I'm wrong, uh, you know, I'll bet my lunch on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to talk myself up, but I was right in what I said about how it works. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so, um, you know, there's him. And there's um, there's an, another pro photographer. I probably shouldn't be mentioning names, but there's another pro photographer, very well known, who was um, going on about uh, how he doesn't think it's all that great. Um, he was going on about Vero, uh, about how Vero's not going to be a, a it's not going to survive and all this stuff. Um, this is kind of on a bit of a tangent here, but he was talking about how Vero is not going to be a good place for photographers to be. Um, he pointed to another pro photographer's video where this guy rants about, um, Vero and how you, you're not going to be able to, you know, establish your business there as a photographer. Well, okay. So what? Most people aren't pro photographers looking to move from, the stupid metaverse crap over to a more user-friendly place like Vero. And because I've been, I've been on Vero for probably going on five years now, and I'm really enjoying the experience more so now than I did, especially with this latest exodus from Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a nice place to share pictures because it's a, it's a nice experience to look at pictures um, but it's also a great place to do your social networking. It, it's it's all about um, what do they call it? Vero, uh, true social is what they tag it as. So you can share links. You can share like I share links to our podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, blog. It's posts more than just photography. Sure, it is. But I mean, my ultimate true um, photographic uh, photo sharing experience is, is on glass. I just, I just think it's the best um, uh, experience for for sharing pictures. But Vero is is good for um, you know networking and and you know it's it's more of an Instagram re- replacement. Well, I mean, I think Glass is the, is the best replacement, but uh, Vero is a darn good one. You know, Vero and Glass work together like Facebook and Instagram, in my opinion. But without all the bull crap that goes with them, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, so I mean that that that's another tangent of a rant. I mean another thing that ticks me off about these, you know, high end pro photographers who only recently started going on about the iPhone. Um, when it really started, I don't know, but I mean, I've noticed it more with the 12 and the 13 pros and, and all that stuff. And, and especially now again with the 14 pros and <clears throat> I, I just don't think they're getting it. 
Um, they think that, you know, the one I, I listened to today was pissed off because he didn't have a 10 times zoom or whatever, like a 10 times optical zoom. Well, okay. Sorry, pal. Apple's not going to cater to the high end, high paid professional photographers. I mean, how many times, Dave, do we got to say the 90, 90 rule, right? Yeah. Pleasing 90% of the people, 90% of the time. And, you know, Apple, I mean, they've they've probably got two or three iterations of the iPhone on tables in Apple Park working on them right now. Who knows what oh, yeah. they'll have? People complained, oh, USB-C. Well, Lottie freaking da. Apple's going to do what Apple's going to do. They're not going to. Yeah. They're not going to do something just because people are crying the blues about it. I mean, they took the um, the uh, headphone jack out, and they said it was a move of courage. They haven't looked back, mm. and they're not going to yeah. look back. But I'll say this: I, I I would not call that a move of courage. That now, if they want, because you didn't gain anything by losing the headphone jack. You really didn't. Now. I'll say this. Was it a business? Now, if they want to say, <clears throat> we think that this is the design going forward, and you're right, Apple never looks back. And we found out that a lot of Android phones also got rid of their headphone jack once they found Apple got rid of it. Yeah. And I think, I really think next year they are going to switch to USB-C. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I because be the high end, the high end iPads are, you know, their iPads are switching over. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, just simplifying that way. And I, yes, I personally, if mm -hmm. I was going to gripe at Apple, yes, um, the the Lightning port's a minor thing for me. But I've had iPhones for how long now? If you're coming yeah. into the iPhone, the fact they don't have the brick with it, that's that to me. Mm, rubs me the wrong way you should have the brick i'm sorry yeah yeah you should you should have an <clears throat> option for a brick or something like that you know and you mean the charging uh, brick the charging brick yeah 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 because it's like oh that's great for yeah but i know most people are not switchers or they're not new they're already apple users it's a business decision you know mm -hmm. they make the boxes smaller they can fit more boxes in there they can do less shipment they can save millions of dollars Great. It's a wonderful thing. And if it and it may help in the environment in a way, not a hundred percent, because if you still need a brick, you gotta buy from somewhere. Yeah, that's right. It's just it's just saving Apple. But one thing that and I think a lot of professional photographers and other people don't get, and this is because they are not familiar with logistics and engineering. If Apple wants to switch to USB C. Like you said, right now, the iPhone 15, I am guarantee you, is on its way for design, for final design. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 11 months away, yeah. but it's 90% of the way to final design. The iPhone 16 is halfway to final design, probably, because of the engineering and the case and everything else and the hardware and the software and the chipsets that have to work together. They yeah. have to plan two or three. And then, of course, this is a problem with Apple. Apple is not a small, nimble company. It is the 800-pound gorilla. Not only that, they can, they're they not going to put out like Samsung. Here's a phone that's only going to sell 200,000 units in a year, like a flip phone. So yeah, yeah. we only need – and I, you know what? Flip phones may be the future. 
But for Samsung, for its flip phone, they when it first rolled out, they only needed 50,000 parts for a particular phone. Apple needs hundreds of millions of parts. So I, I really think that Apple next year is going to have that telescoping lens that gives you 10x optical zoom. Because they are starting to run into issues where they will be too far behind. But to do that, you have to redesign the interior, which means you have to talk to your chip people to have everything kind of work together. And you have to work with your supplier for the lenses to say, hey, we need 100 million of these lenses. How long will they'll may say for that many? It's going to take us two years to build up the ability to do that in the volume and the quality that you want it versus player A, B or C. Yeah. In that case, Apple's like, okay, in that case, we're going to look at, okay, this, this has to come out with the phone that's going to come out in 2023 because of supply chain, because of requirements, because of design and engineering. And everyone does this. This is just engineering. You know, uh, it goes from cars, computers, you know, people are like, why can't you just change a car? And because the car that's, they're going to get ready to build two years down the road. That design's locked already. They can't make changes. The tooling yeah, takes right. the the tooling takes a year to get developed and, and built. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I think Apple should have a Zoom. It would be great if they would have switched USB C this year, but this is also a refinement year for Apple. Because Yeah, because well, I mean I mean the there, 12 there's not was- a yeah, the like the twelve Pro was the first year of the new design. You know, right. it, it's mm-hmm. called a retro design if you want. Yeah. Um, you know, the thirteen, not much different, uh, bigger camera system, but fourteen, mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. Um, Another slightly refined. different chassis on it in size, but yeah. um, basically the same design. And uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe next year there'll be a com- you know completely new version. I'm thinking next year. Next year will be a new. So it's kind of like where they used to do TikTok with the S design being the refinement and the better, but the, the you know, we all remember the four and the four S look the same. Yeah. Yeah. The six and the six S look the same. The seven and seven S look the same interior. It was almost a whole new structure, right. but they look the same. Well, they're now doing it where, like I said, the 12 was a new design, the 13 and 14 Unless you look at the details, like the color or the sizes of the lenses, mm-hmm. you're not going to notice a huge difference. Or if you see the pill and the dynamic island. Yeah, yeah. You know, yes, I said it again, uh, versus <laughs> the notch. But next year, I can't see Apple going that many years without something that they can say, new design. Yeah. You know, because I think, and this is something... <clears throat> I think we both agree with is I I know everyone compares it to the existing one because you have to, if you're doing a review, here's my iPhone 13 pro max, here's the 14. And we're going to show you the difference from year to year as a reviewer, you do that. Mm -hmm. But as an average person, the average person is not buying a phone every year. No, no, not at all. You know, the average person, like I have a 13 Pro Max. And uh, even if they came out with the super zoom lens, if they, the, I mean, there's one or two things that they would, that I, that they would get me to say, okay, I'm, ta- I'm biting the bullet. 
I'm going to have to pay off this phone, which I have another year and a half, two years to pay on, mm-hmm. admittedly at $13 a month. But, you know, so I have to pay that off so I can buy a new one and not get penalized all at once. And it would be something like, oh, by the way, you can use that to now take amazing moon images and amazing star images that are above and beyond anything else. And you have the zoom and it works in almost complete darkness and this and this. It would have to blow my mind. Yeah. But but a lot of that's limited by physics. So for most people, it's I have a 13, I'm happy. Or, you know, like in your case, you have a 12, you, you're doing every other year. Yeah. And yeah. I'm thinking a lot of people are even going to do every three years or every four years. Yeah. I mean, I, I look the 11th is a uh, perfectly good phone. Look at Andy Green, who's in the uh, Bloody Legends Facebook group. Mm-hmm. He's on an iPhone 7 Plus and he's taking magnificent pictures. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you nobody has to upgrade every year. No. People do it because they want to. Um, I think you and I being on the cycle that we're on is pretty good because, you know, one of us is going to have a late, you know, one of the latest and greatest phones to do with this show, right. To be able to talk about it on Mm -hmm. this show Um, next year. I think we, we may be in, in uh, the same situation we are now. I mean, I'm not going to be upgrading and you, you, you may stretch it to three years. Yeah, and that's I'm, fine. I'm almost guarantee you I'm probably going to try unless, like I said, unless something mind blowing comes out next year. Yeah. Yeah. Or I hit the lottery. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it, 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 that is it. It's purely a, a financial and B, I don't like wasting things. And if something yeah. works good, like my, my old, my 10, my 10 really had started to have issues and not work mm-hmm. that well. So yeah. it was time to update the 13, but you're talking to 10. You know, to the 10s, to the 11, to 12, to 13, four years. Yeah. It was a four-year-old phone. So it was yeah. time because of battery issues and other issues yeah. where I partially destroyed it. It was time for a new phone. Yeah. Ruth had a 7s. Yeah. It was, she had a five-year-old phone. It was more than enough time for her to upgrade. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But next year, especially, I hate to say and this is true with, with with anything. If it's a brand new design, I'm a little suspicious because I want them to get all the manufacturing yeah, all the kinks, kinks out of it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So well, right you know now, what though? Between my you thought and is I, a sixteen. Gonna, yeah, between you and I, we're going to know somebody oh, yeah. with a new phone next year. Yeah, exactly. And we will be able to pick their brain, have them on mm-hmm. the show. You know, we'll we we'll be able to report on it without yeah. any issues. So. I'm not too concerned about it. Um, the other thing I wanted to to kind of rant a little bit about was the fact that some of these people, and I think I might have touched on it earlier, some of these people that are uh, reviewing on YouTube and things like that don't really have a good grip on how this new camera system works, uh, especially the 48 megapixel sensor. So... I mean, there's there's a thing about the 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 kind of raw files that they are, or, or the kind of raw system that it is. Um, you know, there's bare raw, and then there's um, whatever the raw system is in in, in the iPhone. And I really, I, I'm not up on it, so I I'm not even going to go there. But I do know that some people are saying 
that it's not true beta raw. Okay, fine. So what? It's a phone. It's not a mirrorless full frame, whatever. It's a phone. And with the 48 megapixel camera, it's built in a way that it does pixel binning. So in most cases, unless you unless you have it set for the 48 megapixel uh, to shoot raw, <clears throat> you can have it set to shoot 12 megapixel or full 48 megapixel. Um, I've got it set to shoot full full 48 megapixel when I turn on raw. And uh, if I'm if I'm if I'm taking pictures of stuff and I don't want a 48 megapixel file because they're big, they're like upwards of 80 mega megabytes per per file. I'll just shut off the raw and I'll just go with a uh, a JPEG, and it's probably probably going to be just as fine. Well, I mean it won't be, but I mean it's it it will be fine to use for whatever I use it for. So the 48 megapixel sensor does binning for anything but the full size raw when you toggle the 2x it's basically like taking a crop sensor camera and using it like um my old canon dslrs were 1.6 times cropped or whatever like it was um What's the best way to explain it? You'd have to go 1.6 times what I had to get a full frame sensor. Something like that. Nikons, a lot of them were 1.5 times. So it was a smaller sensor than a full frame sensor. And Apple has been able to figure out how to do this by just taking this the center 12 megapixels out of that big sensor and using it to take a picture in native pixels with the 2x setting so i mean some people are saying okay they look at the back there's three cameras they look at the front in the in the apple camera app and there's four uh four cameras to select from you got your 0.5 you got your 1x 2x 3x and and i'm talking the pros here the the the, the iphone 14 pros i'm not i'm not even going to talk about the just the iphone 14 because um I don't have it, and this is more a pro camera thing that they're yeah. th- these people are going on about. <clears throat> so you got the the big the big sensor that can do basically three things. It can do a full forty eight megapixel raw pro raw file, and it's not just raw; it's pro raw. Then you could do the twelve megapixel. Um, file jpeg and that's mm-hmm. what the pixel binning gives you right because it's taking four pixels to make one big one and it's giving you better low light photography and whatever mm-hmm. they claim and then the other thing is you got the 2x which is 12 megapixel mm-hmm. native pixels not no binning and it gives you a nice sharp image um but it's 12 megapixels so um Let's see, where else was I going to go with this? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll run through the cameras real quick, and then I'll talk about what I think Apple means by uh, two times better low-light performance 
and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so that's the big main sensor. They call it the main camera now. They don't even call it the wide camera. They call it the main camera because it does different functions. And then you've got your 12 megapixel ultra wide. It has its own sensor. It's 12 megapixels. That's it. There's no binning, nothing like that. Um, F2.2 aperture and 13 millimeter focal length or, you know, uh, 35 millimeter equivalent focal length. The three times telephoto lens, the 77 millimeter, 2.8 aperture, 12 megapixels, no bending. It's got its own sensor. It's, that's why these things are separate cameras. They're not, people call them lenses all the time. Oh, the 2X lens, the three, the, or the, you know, the 3X lens mm-hmm. or the, the ultra wide lens. No, these are cameras. They're not lenses. And the sooner people realize that, the better off they'll be when they're talking about it and the easier it will be to understand because they all have their own sensors. There's three sensors in this camera, in this phone. And so that's kind of the, the long and short of the, um, uh, oh, oh, I guess I should finish off on the 48 megapixel. When you use two X, it's using that same sensor, but just the center part of it. And it's giving you a 48 millimeter focal length as opposed to the um, 24 millimeter focal length that the 48 megapixel sensor gives you in its mm-hmm. entirety. So, I mean, that's that's why you're going from 1x to 2x to going from 24 to 48 meg- uh, millimeter focal length. And it's 1.78 aperture. So they, they claim <clears throat> that, that the low light performance, like they never... Apple never tells you how they get this, what they mean, all that stuff. They just give you numbers and they rank it to compared to uh, I'm I'm only assuming but the year before. So they're saying, you know, the ultra wide gives you two times better low light performance. Well, <clears throat> I think what they're talking about here is the fact that the maximum ISO achievable with the 14 Pro camera system is higher. So thanks to the folks at Halide, they, they did their technical readout of the 13 Pro versus the 14 Pro cameras. And on the on the main camera, the 48 megapixel, the maximum ISO on the 13 Pro was 7,616. So that's ISO 7616. On the 14 Pro, that maximum ISO is up to over 12,700. So I think that's what they're what Apple means when they say whatever two times or whatever um, better performance in low light, because you're going to get better performance in low light with a higher ISO. And <clears throat> with the telephoto it's a jump there as well but it's not as significant it's um it goes from 2016 uh, iso in the 13 pro to 2688 in the 14 pro and i might as well run through the other two here while (laughs) i'm at it the ultra wide the ultra wide goes from 2304 to 3072 so you know that's a a over 700 uh, points in in ISO. So, I mean, 
again, higher ISO, you're going to have a little better performance in low light. Plus the fact that the the sensors, all the sensors are slightly bigger, I believe, mm-hmm. in all the cameras. The, the main one is significantly. The main yeah, one's big, significantly big bigger. Oh, yeah. And then the only one that goes backwards is the uh, the front-facing camera or the FaceTime camera. It goes from I, a, a maximum ISO of 2208 to 1920. Hmm. But it's a front-facing camera. I mean, it... it yeah, um, still, that's still... But it does have a better aperture. It went from 2.2 mm. to 1.9. So oh, that makes a big, up the that's difference. That's a big difference. Yeah. 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 And it's got, you but, know, it's got auto focusing and uh, stuff like that now. So, yeah. But, so, you know, I, I honestly, I have no problem with people calling out Apple for marketing talk, too. Yeah. But oh, because yeah. I, I'll call, because people need to call these companies out when they say this is 30% better, better than what? Unless you specifically tell me what your baseline is. And this is true with anything, Apple, yeah. Samsung, whatever. If someone says this is 30% better and they don't give you a baseline, you know, ignore yeah. it. Just ignore <clears throat> it. Apple does this too. You know, they, they you oh, know, yeah, it's all marketing. They're there. Yep. To, it's, it's marketing. They're there to sell you a product. <clears throat> and I have no problem calling out Apple saying this is marketing BS. And it is marketing BS. Because yeah. what do you mean by low light performance? It's us that we're guessing. You're guessing it's ISO related, but yeah, we don't know. And I, and I hate to say it, if you're just throwing out numbers, I'll ignore them. Mm-hmm. Now the other numbers, like 48 megapixel, and they give you the sensor size and they give you the aperture. Hey, that's something to hang your hat on. Yeah, you know that's <clears throat> yeah. something. Hey, here's a number. Good, we can do that, and then. Knowing the difference in aperture and the size and your pixel binning for the for the main one, primarily your pixel binning, except for the 2X. And like you said, I imagine it only works when it's really bright because mm-hmm. they're unbinning them. And that would only work if it's bright. If it's too dark, I imagine each of these subpixels probably don't get enough light and they're going to have to bin them together to give you just a 12 megapixel. Well, here's how... right, you would have way too much noise. Or way too much um, um, computational. Yeah. Going Here's on. what happens with the 48 megapixel sensor when it gets into low light situations. At a certain point, night mode kicks in. Then you get the binning and you get a 12 megapixel photo. Okay. And it could still be raw or pro raw. Right. But, right. but it's going to be 12 megapixels 12. and night mode kicks in. However, yeah. I did see a YouTube video from a photographer in Toronto who was out taking pictures with the 14 pro and he was using the 48 megapixel sensor and you can force uh night mode to shut off. Mm-hmm. And he was coming up with some really, really nice shots. And I'm going to, if I remember, and if I could find these videos, <laughs> I'll, I'll put them all in the show notes so okay. people can, can check these things out that, that we're ranting about and all this stuff. But, um, I, I you know I want I kind of wanted to just give an explainer as to how these cameras work, right? <clears throat> um, because so many people are 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 guessing or you know they 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 get things wrong about how they work and or they wonder how they work and whatnot. And I mean I could tell you how they work because I use the damn thing, and uh, I'm a geek. I kind of looked this right. stuff up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah. But, you know, so, so that, you know, folks, we just spent the better part of an hour here ranting about a couple of different things that are near and dear to our hearts with Dave, it's Polar. And with me, it's, it's the camera system on this phone. And when, when people try to say things that they're not, it just really bothers me. So I Mm -hmm. just wanted to, you know, kind of clear the air on and, and hopefully make people under or help people understand how these things work and, and whatnot. Mm. So, <clears throat> uh, so let's, let's change gears now and let's get into some, yes. Woosa, woosa. Dave's going <laughs> like, like a ah. yoga pose here. <laughs> uh, so let's get into some of our recent photos and um, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. You then me then you then me and so on. So okay, we'll, we'll start with you with your first okay. one. Okay. So let me know what you consider the first one. The apples. Okay. Or whatever. So they are. looks like apples. they are. They're crab apples. Crab apples. I thought they so, are yeah. crab apples. Yep. <clears throat> so this was on a walk today at lunch, and I was just walking back and saw this tree filled with crab apples. And luckily, I was able to get almost directly underneath where the branch was. Um, I tried to get close. So I was thinking, oh, that would look kind of neat as a macro, but I didn't get that close. Uh, But these are not, there's one on the bottom left that looks like an apple apple. Yeah, I see Like a red delicious. It actually has a little bump. But these things are only a couple inches across. Oh, yeah. So these are not like full size apples that you would feel in your hand. They're more like a crab apple size. Yeah. And so just getting up, you can see the sun's kind of behind me with the shadow mm-hmm. um, and kind of going off the ran earlier. Uh, this was edited in Lightroom, right? Lightroom mobile. Um, and I did some adjustments to make it a little bit crisper, bring a little more of the pattern out in the crab apples where it was a little washed out. So I used the dehaze and a little bit of the clarify tool, not too much. And I did a little bit. So the sky didn't get like blown out flat blue with the color mixing, but yeah, it just looked, I, I just, the fact that this, you can see, if you look in the distance in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more apples up there. Oh yeah, it's full of the them. whole the whole thing's filled. So actually, I'm kind of glad it's now because this is just on the side of a road in an industrial park. So this isn't like in an orchard or anything. So when all these fall down or whatever birds get hold of them, I don't <laughs> want to be around when all that mess is there. <laughs> well, they're going to be some drunk ass birds. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> once they start fermenting. <laughs> and the birds start eating them, they'll be flying mm-hmm. crooked and everything. Who knows what else? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, okay. So this was, uh, I'm just going to guess here. This was with the ultra wide. Um, I just let it do its thing, to be honest. So I took it one okay. X. Um, I didn't, I didn't go 0.5. So this is just the main oh, okay. one. This is just okay. the main one. Honestly, the ultra wide, I got be, and I don't know if this is better in the 14, but the ultra wide does have issues around the edges still with the 13 yeah. in terms of some. So if I'm picking, if I'm going to take a picture or something and I plan on using the ultra wide, I even go back a little bit further 
and the lens warping, it only happens on the corner. So I'll crop it to the middle part okay. where you don't notice it as much. So no, this was just the regular, the main one. Okay. Because it's a nice wide shot of, of, oh, of yeah. a lot of apples. I could, yeah. I couldn't even begin to count them. There's so many. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of crazy how many there were. Yeah. All righty. Uh, okay. So for my first one, I walked to work the other day, uh, one day last week. And, um, you know, it was a nice enough morning. I could do that. It's, it's about a, um, it's a little, I don't know, how long would it be? A little over a mile, I guess. Um, maybe a mile and a half to get to work. <clears throat> so when I leave the house, I start at 7 in the morning. So, of course, this time of year, it's dark. And when I was walking to work, um, there's a, like a, <clears throat> excuse me, a walking slash cycling path that goes um, through this industrial block. And that's how I get to the plant. And there was these trees between this path and the plant. And the plant, the lights from the plant that I work in were lighting up the edges of these trees. And the the sun was just starting to come up. So in the break in the clouds, you can see um, a little bit of blue sky. So, but, but I just thought it was really cool the way these uh, trees were lit up. Um, so folks, if you're looking at your phone, you'll see a picture, the one, the one I'm talking about here. And it just kind of reminded me of a scene from Pet Cemetery, you know, that one that came out back in the eighties. Uh, uh, there was, uh, if I recall correctly, there's a scene in that movie where there's a light glowing in behind these trees. And it kind of reminds me of, of what this picture turned out to be like. And so that's basically it. It was like a, mm -hmm. oh, I don't know, like a three-second night mode shot. And um, I just thought it was cool the way the the the, the trees, the, the the leaves are still green, and they really light up bright from the bright lights mm -hmm. from the plant. And and the side I was on, totally dark. So I, I just thought that was kind of cool. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it really, it, it honestly it looks... If you didn't tell me those were artificial, I knew kind of should have known they were artificial, like given their um, the angle. But it oh, almost yeah. you can almost think that that's a sunrise. Well, without the the, the sky, kind of gives it away. But yeah, yeah, you know, in terms of being sunrise sunset with the color, because it is a very muted color, so you can tell it's dark. But yeah, I, lo I love how the the edges are just painted there with like highlights. Yeah, yeah, it. Uh, um... I don't want to say frosted tips, but, uh, but yeah, yeah they just look yeah. like highlighted tips. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So your second one, it was the revised one that you sent. Okay. Yeah. Let me open that up here. So a little further down on that path, they have these. I don't know what kind of plants these are, but um, just kind of various brush briar you know like a briar plant with the sticky uh, part up top and i the thing is the sun here was more i was going these were very very dark so yeah. when i took the picture they basically turned out black oh really and i tried to get close enough with this one to do it as a macro 
But I think it was just these things again. These aren't very, very large or decent size, but they're not like massive, huge things. But this one, I just got close enough where, and this was cropped a couple of times. So this is going in the Lightroom again, changing the contrast a bit to lower the contrast, so you can actually see the detail and not just have it as a silhouette. Yeah. So, so this is obviously you can tell you can see the little jagger and barbs on the individual the um the individual barbs on the barbs for lack of yeah, a better term yeah. so you look at the individual that you have the long spiky ones and off of those you can see the little ones that actually work to catch in the skin of something yeah yeah that's why they're a pain to put the pull out and really make it painful um, <laughs> yeah and you can see there's one in the background and honestly it's just a matter of i was close enough here that it the 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 amount in the back being kind of a bokeh feel that's 100 percent natural mm -hmm. so this was not yeah. portrait mode this oh, is yeah. just a matter of you're close enough to the main subject where it's in focus and everything else is a little out and it just i like the fact there was a little bit of blue sky behind it yeah so you had that little bit of blue you have the green everywhere and you have this brown kind of in the middle so it's just like a contrast of colors mm-hmm and it gives you that impression that fall is is approaching, right? Because mm -hmm. of the, the brown and and whatever these, whatever these are, uh, yep. I'm sure they were a lot better looking like two three months ago. Uh you know what? Or I or think, is, I think that's the way they look. Is it okay? Yeah, that's just the way they look. Because um, this isn't a matter of things losing leaves. And actually, I'm going to try to find something here so what well you go on i just want to check on something though okay because i um, want to see if and i you know said google this was, photos does a yeah. really good job with saying oh this is what you have okay and yeah. let me tell you what it is so i'm gonna okay oh um, okay here we go it's a they're calling it a wild teasel hmm. or okay. yeah thickle uh, or a thistle um, like a thistle, um, yeah, thistle dry head. So, yeah, just a common, th uh, they call it a teasel or a, it's kind of like a thistle, but it's, it's called a teasel, T-E, uh, T-E-A-S-E-L. Oh, okay. So, huh. yeah. Interesting. I mean, I've seen these around here too, but I've mm -hmm. never known, never known what they are. And okay, so just uh, did, you said this was was it the ultra wide or no? Uh, that I think I tried doing, and then let me check here if I can. The thing is, I did some editing, so I don't know if it'll. Yeah, that's the ultra wide. Oh, okay. Because that 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 went into macro mode pretty much. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was the ultra wide. Alrighty, cool. My second one was, um, uh, I mean. I wish it, it's a picture of these trees and the fall colors are really, really starting to pop on these particular trees. And uh, <clears throat> actually the, the, okay. So these, there's two trees in, in the, in the frame, but the leaves are not from these trunks, like the trees that, that belong to these trunks. They are like spruce trees or something by the looks of it. And there's a maple tree in behind that the, the branches are poking out 
and and mm. getting you know getting in clear okay. view here. And there's a fence there, but on the other side of the fence, there's actually a, a river. Um, you can you can see some white in behind there. That's that's the river running. And uh, but I just really like the way these uh, these colors were so vibrant. And it was the only tree in the area that that was showing up like that. Everything else was still green. So I don't know why these leaves are so orange and red looking. And you know, mm. as you can see, there's still some green leaves, but um, the, the the vibrancy of these of these leaves just caught my eye, and uh, I, I just had to get a picture of them. And um, I think, you know, of course, as the days go on here up up here in Canada. I, I think we're going to get the colors probably like just a little bit sooner than you would, Dave, just because yeah. we're like, you know, uh, probably just what six, seven further. hours north of you guys. Right. And um, uh, I, this is my favorite time of year to take pictures of trees because of the colors and everything else. So um, I'm hoping that our Thanksgiving weekend is basically two weeks. So Thanksgiving for us is two weeks from today. So mm, that weekend, right. yeah. that that weekend, I'm going to be off work, and I'm going to hopefully get scads and scads of pictures of trees. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's just my favorite time of year to shoot. So um, it just uh, just made me so happy to be able to get a shot like this this early in the season. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. they're not even hardly cha- hardly changing over yet. Yeah, yeah, we got a while before it starts stuff start changing over, and I, I love the. The details on the leaves, where you can actually see the veining in the in the uh, especially the orange ones, you yeah, can see the yeah. yellow veining on it. And this was the three uh, X, like the telephoto camera. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I, I should have taken one uh, in full res, uh, forty eight megapixel, but I I didn't do one, so no. um, <clears throat> I'm saving that for oh yeah a better one. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, so your next one looks nice and peaceful. Yes, this was taken at uh, at dusk on a night run, and this is a golf course not too far away from our house. Oh, okay. And I just love the coloration of the sky; how it goes from like a a light pink to a light blue. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. To a gradient there. Mm-hmm. So this is just one of those weird days where there were no clouds. And like I said, it was it was getting later in the day. So, you know, th- this is kind of looking towards the west and just uh, probably a good 20 minutes at most before sunset. Okay, so, yeah. so it just, you know, I, I just love the creation of the sky and the way the 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 horizon had an arc to it. So it's not yeah. a flat horizon. It has almost <clears> like a bowl to it. Yeah, and of course, being on the golf course, you can see it's cleared out there. You can see the the clubhouse in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the framing of the one tree on the side there, and just the way the rest of it kind of the flow and the flow of the um of the sky. Yeah, yeah, it's it just looks so nice and peaceful. Like there's mm-hmm. nobody on the golf course. Um, yep. Now, would it have been darker than what the picture is showing? Um. Or is this pretty accurate? This is pretty accurate. This is pretty okay. accurate. Yeah. This isn't one of those times where you, um, you know, all of a sudden it's um, much darker. So, yeah. but it was close-ish. Okay. 
to sunset. Uh, see, yeah. there. This was 7 p.m. local time. Okay. 7 p.m. Yeah. local time on September 15th. So um, it was maybe an hour till sunset, but probably yeah, a little yeah. bit less. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say this is pretty close. I, I, I did not feel like I needed to run home before it got too dark yeah. and enough cars on the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you know what? You can actually see some of the trees on the right-hand side starting to turn. Yeah. Just starting a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, how some of the trees go much sooner than others. And, you know, we have some trees here that are completely yellow. I don't know what kind of trees they are. I'm not a tree expert, but, um, but yet we have a, a lot of like crimson maple trees that are not even thinking about turning yet. Um, mm. So the trees on the right of the frame in this shot, they look like they could be maple. And who knows, maybe they're the same as the ones in my shot, like the same variant or whatever. It could be, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just a it's a really nice, peaceful, uh, peaceful scene. And I really like golf course pictures. Um, I'd love to get out on a golf course this year and, and take some pictures like this too, because you know, it, you you see these um golf course pictures in like travel magazines and oh stuff yeah like that. and like, oh mm-hmm. that's just so cool and that's just what this reminds me of so yeah it's a, it's a great capture oh thanks man uh okay so my last one <clears throat> this is a 48 megapixel pro raw file that i edited in darkroom and uh it <laughs> I'd, I'd like to print this, but I don't think it's that, you know, print worthy, really. But it, basically, it's a sunset. Um, my wife and I were out with the dog out for a drive, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go and check this spot out because it's I've got sunsets here before. And the sun was setting. Mm-hmm. The colors were not great. But um, we pulled into this place at, right where this river is. and. Um, and I thought, yeah, that doesn't look too bad. So I got out and took a few pictures of it. And this was, um, you know, obviously with the the main camera, 24 millimeter focal length. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I I really kind of jazzed up some of the color in the sky. In I, I did I did this one in darkroom. And I don't know what it is, but darkroom seems to be the one that I go to a little more with these 48 megapixel files. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like I say I don't know what it is, but it just seems to render them a little better for my liking. And what I like about about it is the 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 the, the reflection in the water. Um. So sorry for people who don't have their phone handy and they can see this picture. It's basically there's a river in the foreground. And there's a line of trees that are completely silhouetted, and then there's a sky in the background with clouds and and the sun setting. Um. So but these um. Uh, this the river where the reflections are. Uh, here's a here's a really really good editing tip that I I saw on YouTube the other night from Adam Gibbs, mm-hmm. and when he does his um his uh, highlights to to bring the highlights out more, he doesn't move the highlight slider in Lightroom. And it, it works the same in just about any editing app. He moves the the one called whites, and it just mm. does something. 
uh, it just does something to boost the the brightness of the lighter colors in the scene. And that's what I did in in the whole thing. And then in Darkroom, there's a mask that selects the foreground. And I don't know if this is um, like Darkroom is a subscription thing now too. So I don't know how it all works, but I paid into it before. And there's only a few small things that I don't get um, because I don't have the subscription, but I, I do have this masking feature where it just selects the foreground. And then I boosted the whites again a little more uh, to get to, to really bring out that reflection because it was a lot more subdued before I did that. And I wanted to make it really pop. And so that's uh, what you're seeing here is the uh, the final result. And of course, then I just saturated the blues a little bit in the sky and whatnot. And um, yeah, other than that, that was it. But I thought it was really cool because, I mean, folks aren't going to be able to see it on uh, on their phones. But if they go to my website, macmillan.photos, um, there will be a, I think it's on there, a full res... Uh, I, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to wherever I put this post about this picture. And you can see it full screen. Uh, maybe it's in glass. If you go go to glass <clears throat> and look up my name, Greg, and, and find this picture, you can look at it full screen on your computer and you'll be able to see all the detail in the, mostly in the uh, branches along the horizon. Um, it, it's just so crisp and clear. And you can actually see a couple of birds flying around in the air too. Um, but yeah, it, it's a man that forty-eight megapixel sensor is something else. It's a you know, don't listen to the naysayers on YouTube because <laughs> 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 I'm going to prove those guys wrong. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, that that was a just a nice um, you know sunset shot that I got. I wish it was more vibrant colors in the sky but uh it is what it is so i mean i think it turned out good and like i said gj actually didn't want overly vibrant i think when i showed ruth this what got her attention was the reflection and the uh the river itself not necessarily the sky oh yeah okay that's cool because because there's tons of additional it isn't just a smooth river you have the ripples well, yeah, and and th- there's a lot of um, I think there's, it's like a lot plant of life, yeah, kind of just coming to the surface in the water, mm-hmm. and it looks real blotchy all over the place. But with the yeah. with the reflection of the clouds and that in the smooth part of the water, so yeah, it, it's 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 kind of different looking. But mm-hmm. um, but I mean, it sure caught my eye when I took the shot. All right. Well, I think we're gonna call it a night here, Dave. Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try to dig up as many, uh, links as I can to some of the crap we've been ranting about. And, uh, now do you know, Dave, if there's any place online that talks about the Polar subscription model? Uh, not that I think of. Okay. Um, I'll see if I could dig something up. I don't know if, if they've got a blog or what, but I'll, I'll check their website out and I'll, if I could find something to do with this subscription model, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, otherwise, I'll put no, uh, links to the, the uh, YouTube stuff that I was talking about earlier, the stuff that pissed me off. <laughs> and, uh, 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 you know, just uh, 
our usual links and, and everything else on top of that. So mm-hmm. speaking of that, tell everybody where they could find you. Sure. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as prof pod. Um, I believe also in Vero as prof pod or David Podner jr. And you can find me on TikTok um, as prof pod PGH. Alrighty. You can find me on Twitter at McMillan underscore photo on glass, just uh, with my name, Greg. And on Vero, my name McMillan. Funny enough there, but um I am still on Instagram at McMillan Photo. I do post the odd time, but not nearly as much. But um uh my website is McMillan.photos, and you can uh, find all the show notes and everything else on Anchor or at our uh, website, iphonography.ca. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's it for this week. We will um, we'll continue with uh, you know updates on uh, the iPhone 14 and Pro and whatnot. Um, oh, you know what? I wanted to mention this real quick, Dave. Before I forget, okay. Shane Mostyn got his iPhone 14 Pro mm. Max, and he went out and did a, a um, an astro shot of the Milky Way, and it turned out like crap. Yeah. So. He put a YouTube video out saying such, uh, saying just that. And um, man, that had me worried. But iOS updated to 16.0.2 and it fixed it. Hmm. So he's able to get the shot that he was looking to get. Now, uh, just a little teaser uh, or spoiler, maybe. in the video where he shows that it's fixed, it's not as easy uh, to take that shot with the 14 Pro Max as it was with the 13 Pro Max. But you can still get it. So I'll put a link to that video in the show notes. But both videos, actually, the um, the one where it turned out like crap and then the, and the one where it's fixed. Yeah. And uh, check those out. That, if, that if is a little concerning, to be honest, the fact that it's one thing to say it's hard to tell a difference if they're both good, but to say to get what you had last year, you have to do all this extra work. Yeah. That's I mean, a little concerning. He, he's going to, he's going to test it some more, yeah. um, you know, but there was one little trick he had to do to get it to work, you know, to, to look as good as the 13 pro. And I won't say what it was. I'll let you watch the video folks. It's not that long. It's uh, probably less than 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's it's a good watch. And if you're thinking of doing astrophotography with a 14 Pro Max or 14 Pro, uh check them out and and don't be discouraged when you see the first one when he, you know, his thumbnail shows a thumbs down. <laughs> um, but uh it, it, it is possible. Uh it's just a little so far he's he's discovered that it's a certain way you gotta do it. So um all right, I guess that's it. Okay. Well, thanks, Dave. Thanks for uh, sharing a rant and all that. And um, uh, we'll try to make the next episode a little more pleasant, hopefully. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hopefully we'll have good reason to also. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) for sure. Alrighty. We will see you all on the next one. Have a great one, everyone. Bye.